Hi everybody, we're up to part 20 of this marriage covenant between Christ and his church and between a husband and a wife, this eternal pattern, this eternal design that God has created to bring his glory into the earth through the church. And this is going to be dedicated, this part 20 will be dedicated to looking at the living demonstration of this wisdom upon the earth between a husband and a wife. If the husband and the wife are becoming and being these people that we've been talking about, and as we looked at in part 19, eating and drinking of Christ's literal life, then they will be able to be the demonstration of this divine wisdom, not only as individuals, but as a couple. And so people on earth get to experience this divine wisdom, this godly uh, life in this couple, in this individual. And so it's incredible that we get to uh, have this opportunity to be in this life, to be in this wisdom, because it's about the world experiencing God through God's people. And this is the reality that God entrusts to us as his children because he has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. So there can be no excuses for God's people because God has given us everything through the Son to be able to live this divine wisdom out. So as his people, as a husband, as a wife, as an individual, it is upon us to seek out and discover this reality that is in the Christ so we're able to live out a life of godliness now and demonstrate this kind of wisdom which is heavenly wisdom on earth today. And 2 Peter 1.3 says this, Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything, God's divine power has granted to the church everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. As I said, there can be no excuses for God's people because God has given us everything we need contained in his son Jesus Christ to live this life of godliness. We have everything through the power of God, through the knowledge of God, to demonstrate this eternal standard of wisdom. And God has put this into the marriage covenant. Listen to Luke 7 35. Yet wisdom is vindicated by all her children. Matthew eleven nineteen. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a gluttonous man and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. Ephesians 3.10 talks about that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places. That God's manifold wisdom is to come through the church and that this is made known to the rulers and authorities in that spiritual realm. So the question then becomes, have we, 
And are we experiencing God's resurrectional power in us and through us, bringing us into this knowledge or this true knowing of him, which enables us to live out this divine wisdom as an individual, as a couple. It's an incredible promise that God gives to us. You see, wisdom is not intellectual knowledge attained through human learning. Wisdom in its ultimate form is the demonstration of God on earth in and through you and I as God's people. This is why Jesus is the wisdom of God and why the church is built on the revelation of this wisdom, Jesus Christ himself. 1 Corinthians 1 24. But to those who are called, both Jew and Greek, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. This is why we have everything in Jesus Christ for life and godliness, because Jesus is the wisdom. Jesus is the power. We know it's no longer Jew or Greek, male or female. It's about a spiritual people who tap into the spiritual reality of the one that they say they love and worship, Jesus Christ. And so we once again have this divine opportunity to demonstrate a wisdom that is not of earth at all as an individual and as a couple. The word vindicated in Luke and Matthew means to prove. To prove one is accurate and true because of their deed, because of the way they live. Truth is self-evident. You can see the truth manifesting itself in and through God's people, through their behavior, through their ability to demonstrate. A key problem is hypocrisy in the church is where we say one thing and we live another. Truth is self-evident. Those who are being made free by truth will live this kind of wisdom out on the earth as individuals and as a couple. And so the demonstration of our lives is the proof that we know him and we are living our lives from being in him. This is why 1 John 2, 3 to 6 is so profoundly confronting and challenging while at the same time life-giving. By this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. So if we're able to keep this divine wisdom, this commandment to love my spouse as Jesus loves, then that's how you know you've come to know him. The one who says, I've come to know him and does not keep this love command, that person is a liar and the truth is not in him. And he's not talking about non-Christians. He's talking about followers of Christ that say they know God, but then can't keep, can't live out this demonstration of love. And we need to be apprehended by that hypocrisy. We need to turn and repent and seek God for the true knowledge of God that comes through the power of God. So we're able to live out what we're called to live out, that eternal wisdom, that eternal command. Listen, though, it says, but whoever keeps his word, whoever keeps that command in him, the love of God has truly been perfected. So once again, truth is self-evident. 
You'll be able to live out love if love is being perfected within you. By this, we know that we are in him. The one who says he abides in him ought himself to walk in the same manner that Jesus walked, which was love. And so it's through this abiding life, the evidence of abiding is you're able to walk in the manner to which Jesus walked, which is keeping this eternal wisdom, which the world needs to see in and through God's people. And God has created this covenant for this work to be done. I don't think things can be any more clear than what's stated. And we can see God defining his conclusions and his absolute truth through all these verses for us to grapple with. So what's left is for you and I to be asking some big questions of ourselves in relation to our ability to be able to demonstrate this eternal way of living, this eternal wisdom, wisdom as a husband or a wife or an individual. We must take a good look in the mirror and then fix our eyes on the Christ and keep them there so he's able to perfect this work in us through our yielding to him. He promises us that he will perform this work if we give him our full consent and allow him to do what the Holy Spirit has been commissioned to do, which is to build the church, which is to bring us into the fullness of life through the circumcision of our hearts and the renewing of our mind and the defining of our emotions, all by the word of God. So then we're able to live and walk and demonstrate the life of Christ in us and through us. What an incredible promise for all those who have said yes to Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But it must manifest in our lives. God wants to perfect this work that he started in our lives. Hence, he gives us Philippians 1.6 as a promise. For I am confident, this is Paul, of this very thing, that he, God, who began a good work in you, will perfect it until the day of Jesus when he returns. If you give full consent, if you lose your life to find your life, if you search out the things that are rich and deep in Jesus Christ, remember, in Jesus Christ, we have everything to life and godliness. Then you and I will be able to keep the commandments and live out this eternal wisdom, demonstrate this eternal wisdom, no longer hypocrisy, saying I love God, not being able to love like God, and fulfill the word of God for the world to see, for a church to see, and for people to experience the love of God, no matter who that neighbor is, whether it's our spouse, our children, our parents, grandparents, a neighbor, a work colleague, a stranger, humanity in total. So be encouraged. We are called to be able to demonstrate this divine wisdom. And if we are in the process of the spirit of sanctification, we will be able to. So some questions for us to consider. How much of this wisdom are you able to live out right now? What is your experience of God's power in your life? Why is being able to live this the evidence we are in Christ? And the last question, how prepared are you to lose your life and allow him to perfect this work within you? 
some questions to grapple with, the word of God to contend with. And so be encouraged. If you want to ask me a question, if you want to grapple with this together, make a statement, love to hear from you. Outside of that, we'll see you soon for part 21, where we'll start looking at things in the natural that create a healthy relationship, things like good communication, how to be heard and how to make sure you're speaking clearly, um, how to have a good sexual relationship and intimate relationship. So all those types of natural things that go towards a healthy marriage, a healthy covenant marriage as well. We'll see you soon.